You are listening to the Source Connection Podcast, an ongoing invitation to remember your true infinite nature and embody your unique human expression by holding space for the kind of conversations that uplift, inform, and unite us. We are here to amplify the field of possibilities and explore the keys to creating the new. Hosted by Liz B. and Tara Long. For more, check out thesourceconnection.us, Spotify, Odyssey, and YouTube. Hey, welcome, friends. Welcome to another episode of The Source Connection. My name is Tara Long. I'm here with my co-host, Liz B., and our very special guest, her first podcast ever, Henrietta Woodcox. And before we start, we will, um, with Henrietta, we'll do our tuning in. But I also wanted to say Liz and I are newly on Substack, so find us there. You can find... um, little practices that we've done just for you. So meditations and breath work and gateway play games, lots of fun things. So find us on Substack. And also we have a new um, page on our website called Enrichment. So for all of our amazing guests that we've had on, they have so much to offer and we have um, put it all in one place for you. So you can go and see their all of their beautiful offerings. So check out the Enrichment page at thesourceconnection.us. All right. So I welcome and invite you all, all all of our beautiful listeners to close your eyes if you'd like, if that's comfortable for you. And just relax. Just taking a few moments together to be together in this very special space. where we're always connected, always connected, but now we're just remembering. We're just remembering. So feel yourself relax a little bit more. Feel yourself coming into the space and arriving here and leaving everything else just for the moment. Just leaving your lists and your thoughts and all of that, just putting it to the side. And it will surely be there if you'd like later, just for now, just for these moments. Let's come together in this present now, timeless now moment. And feel yourself in your body. Feel yourself slow down. Becoming focused in this now moment. Feeling relaxed, but not passive. Being aware of yourself, aware that you exist here and now. Letting everything be as it is. 
No need to change anything or fix anything or make it different. Just allowing the sounds you may hear. Just letting them be there. Part of this now moment. Really feeling yourself in your body. Just take your hands and place them on your belly, on your low belly. Just breathe a few deep breaths, as deep as you can, into your abdomen. And letting it go. Thank you so much for being with us today, everyone. And when you're ready, you can open your outer eyes again, move your body if you'd like to, shake it, move it, ah, ready to have some fun today. Um, I'd love to introduce our guest, Henrietta Woodcox, who is a 12-time national champion handbell choir director and master artist she first fell in love with the handbells in the alito united methodist church in alito texas right yes she's on a mission to amplify the beautiful art form of the handbells which is a symbol of unity and world peace she is the inspiration behind the upcoming hit comedy henrietta and the southern bells written by carmen scott and lena yi welcome henrietta <laughs> It's greetings. It's so wonderful to be here. I'm just so tickled. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us, tell us about yourself. How did you come to this moment with us? Yeah. Well, a lot of this really sprung out of um, not getting invited to play at the International Handbell Symposium last year. And it was such a you know, it was so important to me. It was such an upset and it really led to this whole new journey, um, of stepping into new mediums and meeting, meeting some people that wanted to help me on my mission. And then they wrote a movie, you know, inspired by me and, um, playing with, I've never done a podcast before, so this is new. And there's something so beautiful about the art form of the handbells because it's analog. And there's this rich tradition of it. And yet stepping into these new technologies and new mediums and embracing it with this sense of discovery and just like, yeah, we're going to play in that. And I think sometimes in the handbell world, you know, there's a little bit of resistance to that. And um, I even asked if I could, you know, film a little bit at the handbell symposium and they wouldn't let me. Mm. Although their mission is to spread awareness about the art form of the handbell. So it's just so interesting. And it's, um, I've, my soul was crushed. You mm. know, I just knew it. Like I knew I was, it was such a like big deal for me. And then <laughs> to have that not work out the way I wanted it to, I realized everything is working out for me and it's not something that happened to me, but it's really 
you know, led to this whole other path and these mixed mixing of mediums and just being open and and playful and come in, you know, bring in what I have to share, but also knowing like it takes a village and and being mm-hmm. able to meet people that I I probably never would have met if I would have just quit or you know thought that oh this is a sign I'm I'm maybe I'm supposed to do something different. I don't it's it's one of those things and um we're really in the unfolding of it mm. how did you get to play um handbell what was that journey for you oh just getting asked just getting asked our church had a handbell choir and um i i loved going to church growing up and um i loved the community aspect of it and it's one of my um sayings is one bell does not a choir make you know, <laughs> so it's this, in order to play a song, you need all these different people to play it. Mm-hmm. And just how pure it's so, it's a pretty simple and pure art form. And yet it's so beautiful. And I had, I have uh, never been to a sound bath. I've been spending time in California um, during this whole movie which is fascinating, you know, <laughs> you hear so many things about showbiz and Hollywood. And so I'm really doing my best to have my own journey mm. and, to, and to not let these stories dictate what my experience is. Mm-hmm. And the question was, how did I um, come to play the handbells? but um that's how it was just a a pretty simple question and I like do you want to join our group and I'm so glad I said yes and Mm -hmm. to make sound like Mm -hmm. just existence is the canvas Mm -hmm. and then you and the bell make this ringing this frequency you know and that's how you get tuned you then you get it introduces you to this idea of frequency and our capacity to create. And mm. the bell really is a metaphor for life. I see it as a metaphor for life in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Because like this this vessel that I have is just a, a meat suit unless there's that life force energy. Like what's the difference between me being alive right now and then like not? Mm. <laughs> this this life force energy and so yeah. the bell in order to be the fullest expression of itself in order for it to ring it requires me or somebody else to pick it up and play it so mm-hmm. we become the fullest expression of ourselves in that playful manner I, you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. Can we, do you have the handbells with you, Henrietta? I'm on doctor ordered wrist rest. So. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm not really playing at the moment, which is the whole nother thing, you know, Mm. but just got my wrist right now. I don't have any handbells with me. Okay. We can, we can, um, you have some places where you've played before that we can send people, right. Mm. That they can experience the handbells for themselves. Or some great YouTube. I mean, you could just yeah. go down a rabbit hole 
on videos. (laughs) There's some really amazing groups out there doing wonderful things all over the world. And I did go to the public performance at the International Handbell Symposium last year. I showed up, you know, (laughs) I just went anyways. And Mm -hmm. 300 people from around the world got together and rang in a room and they had just practiced together that week. I mean, it was incredible. It was. So I've been to a sound bath now, mm-hmm. you know, that I spent some time in California and it is, it was about the same thing, you know, a little different, but that just being in the room of that, that sound frequency and how healing it, how healing it is. Mm-hmm. I've heard you speak before about personal and artistic mastery through playing and all of that. So I'd love for you to touch upon that. And I know that's a big passion for you. And I remember um, you talked about not being able to play the bell right now, but there is a video of you and doing the little exercises with the bell. And um, it's just the perfection and like the simplicity, but like, just the, it has to be the right, you know, touch and uh, all of that. So I just mm. curious to hear from you. How do you bring all of that into play? Well, because the bell is an extension of me. My frequency is going to go through that bell, right? And I I know I've gotten to places where it became all about me. It became all about the International Handbell Symposium, you know, and I lost sight of just the pure joy and beauty of, of playing. Hmm. And so it's a lifelong journey. You know, how am I showing up and how am I, is the, am I, is it all about me or is it about this art form of playing? And you never arrive to a destination, you know, Mm -hmm. I think, and being able always how can I still approach this thing that I've this practice that I've had for so long with a beginner's mindset or with that like awe and awe of something that's new, you know? So I th- I think that sometimes we become so focused on this thing that we want to do or this practice that we lose sight of ourselves. And it's a, it's a thing of like, how do I show up? And if I want to be my best, then I have to gauge, gauge that, you know, because you can get lost too in this like need for more. So how am I mm-hmm. just relishing in this beauty and the moment and the now and having Oh, yeah, it's like it's important to have dreams and to grow and to want to, you know, do big things. And and sometimes this big thing is like enjoying your life, you know. Mm, yeah. So it's this uh, mastery. The greatest masters are the greatest students. And always going back to the pure love. Mm. And like that creation and the creation process and this idea that like, I can't do this alone. So I want to be somebody people want to play with, you know, (laughs) I want to, there's a, 
I love the analogy. I love analogies, but the analogy of being the thermostat or the thermometer. So the thermometer just reads the temperature and the thermostat sets the temperature of the room. And I know, I know what it's, what it is to be both of those things, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. but I know which one I'd rather be and which one, like when you think of yourself as a leader, you know, as a, that's where I feel like the mastery really sets in, you know, because mm-hmm. there is, a, it's a, it takes energy to be that. It may, might not be digging ditches and I don't like to use the hard work. You know, I don't like to really talk about that because it'd just be harder to not, to not do my dreams than it would be to do them at this point. Mm. Yeah. And so growing up in um, Alito, you know, what was that like? Because you have such a, such a very positive outlook and disposition now. I mean, maybe you came out that way, but what was your journey like in, in growing up and, and getting to this point where you can see that life is happening for you? Mm. Oh, wow. It, um, it definitely was a overall happy upbringing, you know, and it was a, Alito at that time was a pretty small town. It's not so small anymore. You knew everybody, which was cool. Um, it's interesting to have been felt different, you know, mm. just, yeah not a lot of um cultural diversity so to feel, i know it seems ridiculous to be like i was cultural diversity in uh <laughs> in an area but it it felt like that and just being a little bit yeah. different and you know some of those things that that um like i never had boyfriends growing up and mm-hmm. i always I feel like I was pretty happy, but I I think there was a sense that I wasn't necessarily um, like I didn't have one click, you know, Mm -hmm. and I like different things. And the more I started to own that and to appreciate my differences and not want to fit in, that was that was a becoming in its own, Mm. in its own sense, you know. And then there's, there's disappointment and, um, you know, certain things not working out and certain things just seeming so easy, you know, Hmm. and just riding that, riding that wave and, and you start to see, um, you start to really look at what your beliefs are and is this coming from me and, and then Mm -hmm. choosing that as you, as you age. And my parents are fantastic, wonderful people. Great. You know, I'm so grateful Mm -hmm. for them and I'm so grateful to have my experience with the church, but um, Mm -hmm. you know, that I have a different relationship with the church now, you know? Mm -hmm. Um. I have a couple of questions, but first one is, how is it different now? So I'll start there. What has changed for you from that upbringing, from 
seems like from what you're saying, not necessarily fitting in kind of set the tone for your exploration and like really digging deeper in, in a different way. So what is your relationship with the church now from you and also from them? How do they accept you? And I know a lot of times folks coming from a certain place and then, you know, now you're doing a movie and you're doing this. And so how do people feel about that? So it's also like that other side. How are you being perceived? What's the feedback? And what do you feel in relation to the church and all of that? Well, I um, I appreciate the church for what it is. I just don't identify as a Christian anymore. I don't take on that identity. And I can really love a good church service. I love the story and the worship and the song. It's just not part of my identity anymore. And that doesn't mean that I, a lot, oftentimes handbell choirs are associated with the church, but not all of them are, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um Also, I don't feel the need to poo-poo on that for people that that still feeds their soul in in that way, you know? So that feels really great. And the more I just stay centered on my own existence and my own, I used to, I used to hate the saying, stay in your lane (laughs) because I thought, don't you tell me what to do. And like, (laughs) I can do all these different things. Like I can be in this lane and that lane. And then I thought about it one day, not too long ago. And I thought I can only drive one car, you know? Amen. And like what's happening in my own car is all that I can do. So what other people think about what I'm up to now, that is on them. I really feel as though I get more affirmation than anything else. You know, um, I've been to some film festivals now, checking things out and just like seeing what's out there. And um, there's really never been a better time for a this lighthearted and joy-filled story. And there is like elements of there's an arc in it and it is not, you know, it is inspired by, it's not, you know, exactly um, true events, but it's been really fun to see that all come together and how something starts as an idea. And then um, it, there's an outline and then um the there was a first draft and then it changed a little bit and now it's a little bit different than it was before and who knows it could it could evolve even more as the team grows because I know it takes so no it takes so much (laughs) it does yeah it takes so much to put some something on and I bet it takes a lot more to put on this podcast than people realize all the behind the scenes stuff yeah my other question my other question I'm I'm curious like why were what made you inspired to create this podcast the source connect how'd you come up with the name source connection because I just love that (laughs) I do yeah well it found us (laughs) um so Liz and I met uh in 2020, October of 2020. And then we, you know, we're sisters right away. And we just started having these conversations. And we were like, you know what, 
I bet this might be serving for others, these types of conversations that her and I are used to having. It's not anything special necessarily, but we're like, I maybe maybe people aren't having these types of conversations right now. You know, and it was a very challenging time, right, on the planet. So thought, let's do a pot. Liz said, we need to do a podcast. And I was like, let's, it just immediately was a yes. And then I said, it has to be a video podcast. <laughs> Uh, and then and then she and then Liz you know the name came um through Liz and right yeah you said it the source connection I said yep that's totally right I just love the creative process Mm -hmm. yes yes I call them them downloads like I just get these downloads Mm. yeah and is sometimes, you know, I'll get this download and I'll be so like in love with it. And I realized that I had to have that, you know, cause I've mentioned certain things not working out and then, but I had to have that, that belief carried me to this next place. Mm. And yeah. you never know what idea is going to lead to the next ideas. And I've been playing in all sorts of different, um, being out in California, just giving my permission, myself permission to do all sorts of things and try improv and take mm-hmm. a tap class. And it doesn't mean <laughs> that I don't love handbells. It's just, I'm just exploring, mm. you know? Did you ever think that you would play yourself in the movie? Uh-huh. Oh, no. And that's, that was part of the, a little bit of the showbiz drama, you know, Carmen and I look so much alike and she's, (laughs) she's a fantastic actress. And I really did intend that she would play me. Mm. But after we just started writing, it was like, I got to play myself. You know, (laughs) there isn't, there isn't really that's, and we're not good to work that out. You know? Yeah. How did you get to meet? Yeah. That was my question. Just magic. (laughs) same thing you know Mm. and so what's been the process so far of um of creating this film and what has surprised you or delighted you this um there's been so much surprise and delight in seeing how things come together that to me is just so fun and i because i love the creation process and, um, you know, I've always loved movies to see a little bit of how that happens is a deeper appreciation you have for for uh, another art form and for other artists. And I, that has been a lot of surprise and delight and just how things, you know, you think this thing and then it it shifts and then this per you meet this person and or this person knows that person or, or oh I don't know who I'd want to direct the movie and then it's like oh and and also just being in collaboration mm-hmm. you know it's different when it's like okay this is the song we're playing and these are the notes mm-hmm. pretty straightforward and I had a, an appreciation for the medium of film before, but it's just grown so much. It's grown so much. And mm-hmm. these, um, I've always loved 
language and words. That's something about um, the human experience that I just think is so beautiful because everything communicates. Mm -hmm. Like trees communicate, animals communicate, but humans have this capacity to choose certain words and arrange them in a specific manner to Mm -hmm. elicit a response from somebody or to convey an emotion or to tell the story. Like everything is a story, really. And um, I'm just excited to to be a part of this, this thing that's so much bigger than myself Mm -hmm. and to hopefully um, share a story that resonates with people that the whole family can watch. That's fun. And that, you know, hits you in the heart a little bit. What is the, um, can you give us a little teaser of what the movie's about? And yes. So one moment. The movie is called Henrietta and the Southern Bells, and the logline is, when the International Handbell Symposium is canceled due to a storm, an underdog handbell trio saves the day, the (laughs) community, and themselves. So, that's the inspired by the International Handbell Symposium was not canceled, so there's this mix of, like, an imagined world with elements that are that are real so I guess that's Mm -hmm. some magical realism um and I love it I love that (laughs) so much and I feel like it's again another analogy for life itself because you take these things that are true and at the same time there's so much of how we experience life that we have more control over than I think we sometimes we realize. And that's another thing about mastery. So creating reality as opposed to just only facing it. Mm. And there's an element of both, Mm. you know, thank goodness for gravity. I love that. that (laughs) You know, so that's true. That's true. I'm not trying to escape reality, you know, that reality, but there's a lot of other things that like, I'm just going to go ahead and create something. <laughs> something, something else. Over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned in the beginning how we're all creators, how we're all artists. And yes. Yeah. Can you expand on that, on that process too? Because you're in the new medium of movie and you're here on a new medium, a podcast and all of that. So how do you feel in that um, mm-hmm. actualizing those creations or those ideas? And how has that been for you? I think that everybody is an artist. Mm -hmm. And I think the greatest work of art anybody ever creates is the life that they live. You know, Mm -hmm. so it's an attitude. It's a mentality. It's being in love with what whatever it is you do. There are art. There are mother artists. People there are people out there just parenting like it is a masterpiece and they make masterpieces and you can see it and it's real and tangible. And I wonder if they think of like, wow, I'm, I'm really good at this. Look at this that I created, you know, and it's when you go to the store and somebody leaves that you feeling better than when you stepped in and you didn't just get something that you needed 
you had this human interaction mm-hmm. that feeds you. So it's to me, when I say everybody is an artist, everybody has the capacity to, to live that way, to see through the lens of, um, I matter. Mm. And when you asked me about that, the first word that came up was value. Value. I value my existence Mm. and being a part of this greater existence. You know, and we all have moments. Oh, man, I'm human. Woo! I'm human and I feel all the feels. I feel, I feel feelings very strongly. You know, I have a, I like to say, um, I'm not bipolar. I have a strong emotional guidance system, (laughs) Um, but those are things like I thought for periods of time, like, oh, you know, I may have this tendency because I feel things so strongly. And I, that's just a story I let go of. And I just tend to uh, focus on that. Like, yeah, I just have really strong feelings and that's a gift, but I've, you know, the way people care for each other, that's to me, art, artistry. And you can be an artist of being a teacher, the way you show up and the way you teach, Mm. like anything that you do, people making working on the roads but sometimes we don't always show appreciation for like how things come to be I, I got to this podcast space on I drove my car on a road and somebody had to make that you know right yeah so mm. much opportunity for gratitude yes mm. and I found that when I'm growing and I'm grateful I just experience magic. My life is so full. It's so rich. I'm in love. I'm in love with my life when I don't keep, and this is where mastery comes in and failure is a part of it, but it's not really failure because you're always either winning or learning. Yeah. You know, I I learn, mm-hmm. I learn regularly that when I don't keep up with my growth, then I'm experience pain, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's this aspect of loving yourself as you are, appreciating yourself whole, perfect as you, as as I am, and also wanting to experience growth yeah. and and to have things I want to do and create and experience too. Yeah. Was that something that was part of your upbringing, this kind of like vision or container? Like, did you grow up infused with us with this kind of thing? Or was it something that was your own journey into coming? I think a little bit of both. Yeah. I think that there's there are things of positive attitude and and part of it was getting away from it. You know, like having that foundation being there and then kind of living life on, you know, I wouldn't say without left. I didn't always live life in alignment with my own standards. Mm. And so I've 
I've experienced mm-hmm. what that's like too. And then going back to cultivate it. And when I think I, I have the gift of experience in that because I know what it's like to be like, I'm doing this and I'm getting this. And, you know, I, I wanted to go to one, there was one school I was going to, and it's the only school I applied for, you know, and then I, I had to get into the talent aspect, but I was like, it's done, you know? And it just seemed that like, and um, so to experience life, not living life, not in accordance to my own standards, that causes a lot of pain. And then getting back to it, it's like anybody can transform and change. So I know what it's like to just like make the right choices. And then I know mm-hmm. what it's like to, to, and I think part of it was my curiosity about the human condition. You know, oh, what's this like? Ooh. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. And so, uh, yeah, go ahead. And the last thing I'll say about that, but, um, and that goes back to my um, desire to make life. I share these things and I do hope to inspire people, you know, on some level or not. But the best way you can do that is living, just li- being a living example of love and compassion and kindness and and like artistry. Um, I'm sorry, I, I lost. I got lost in that just for just a second, just feeling that and knowing that no matter what, you're always worthy. It's like the hundred dollar bill, right? And I feel like I've experienced this. So I've been that crisp, clean $100 bill, just so beautiful. And then I know what it's like to be the $100 bill that might have been like scrumpled up, (laughs) out, run over by a car, maybe somebody paid on it. (laughs) But it's still $100. $100. The value of that money did not change. So I get to be, I get to be that. And I have always resonated, like ever since I was younger, I've always resonated with the underdog a little bit. Like I read, how many times did Lincoln run for office and fail? A lot. (laughs) But if he didn't keep keep at it, he never would have been one of the greatest presidents we've had. Like what a figure in history. Mm-hmm. I'm not comparing myself to Abraham Lincoln. I'm going to say that right now. <laughs> but, you are welcome to Henrietta. It's all no. good. Um, <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you mentioned a couple That's of the, times. Oh, in, in the next movie, she's played Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? To, you know, now I would love to play somebody other than myself. You know, I think well, maybe, it'd be that's really maybe that's next. Maybe that's next. Well, mm-hmm. I have a lot of ideas. I, I have some ideas. So with there, you may see Henrietta do some things on her own now that she's been inspired by. Yeah, I just think a, a rock opera would be really <laughs> fun. <laughs> One of my handbells in space. I mean, come on, mixing sci-fi with 
the beautiful i feel like maybe i'm cryogenically frozen and then i woke up i wake up to save the world with handbells i mean that could be real beautiful i, I would watch that Henrietta. i would watch you in that i, I just um, can't help myself i just i know i probably should just keep up these things to myself don't, we're all about letting yourself shine here well whoever whoever you are so no hiding yeah <laughs> I wanted to ask, you mentioned a couple of times the standards that you, if you weren't in alignment with your standards, do you, um, can, do you, would you like to share those with us? What you feel your standards are or one or two? Well, um, it has to d- less specifically without it being like, oh, this thing and this mm-hmm. thing, instead of just caring for your body and your mm-hmm. mind and your soul and um especially when you see the best in people Mm -hmm. it's that discernment yeah so like always seeing everybody is good and yet is this an environment that I really need to be in is this an environment where um we celebrate each other and we challenge each other to be our best self or is this an environment where you know, we talk about what we want to do, but we don't take action or we (laughs) complain or, um, just putting stuff, you know, um, the more that I tend to my body and it's with what I feed it and it's with my, you know, what I'm, what I'm reading, what I'm, um, watching, I, I can't really watch a whole lot of stuff where people are nasty to each other. Yeah. We've talked about that here before. I think. And yeah. so, and that's another thing of um, like loving movies so much growing up and like loving these stories and being like, Oh, well there may be a story here and in mm. my story, you know, <laughs> but uh, I know I was really vague on those things, but for me, there's a period of my life where I was drinking heavily and that didn't, that didn't do me any good and yeah you know none of the people I was doing that with were bad people it just wasn't a good environment for me to be in hanging out in bars and yeah Yeah. all that stuff I think you were very clear (laughs) that it, it may um it may be something that some folks haven't thought about but how is your environment conducive to your unfolding in the way that you would like it to be, right? And as you mentioned, the creative part, the artistry, being the artist and the author, having authority over your life and how would you like your life to unfold and being clear about those things, it's actually very important. So I'm glad that you brought that up because it's not just completely um, by chance that we find ourselves in certain environments and what is the gift in those relationships or environments for me and how much is it serving that unfolding or not? And then deciding, you know, what works and what doesn't based on this strong sense of self that you have. Yeah. And there's, there are very well-known artists and people that have achieved great things in life that like also had these, I think about Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin. Right. Um, that seem to be fueled by these things. And, um, and yet 
I think what what would their creativity have been like if they didn't do those things? Right. But perhaps it just would have been more sustainable. Like we mm. think, oh, their artistry came from their madness. Maybe it was a part of it, but maybe it was despite their madness and not because of it. Mm. But who knows? You yeah. know, that was that is not my story. Like my story, I just could, couldn't like it just didn't work for me. So, and that's <laughs> another, and it, it, that is where stay in your lane, you know, like yeah. this is my car and my car just works better when I'm yeah. it, you know, um, whole foods that don't, aren't real processed. And yeah. And there's also this element of like being afraid of anything. And I don't want to, I don't want to do that either. Cause I've definitely been, like so restrictive and it, mm-hmm. it was that's coming from a place of fear too instead of yeah. a place of love and I mentioned being human and like we're human yeah too so it's all it's all those experiences and finding out what works for you mm-hmm. for me for you yeah you know there's um I get so tickled about um because I can't help but see certain things. Like I don't watch the news because it's just never been, I just don't see value in it for myself. Mm-hmm. And yeah. but you get catch bits and bits. Hey, it's been so funny. I got I started an Instagram page just playing with social media, like what's this like? And and letting it be a fun thing. So it's like yeah. me, I have to understand that like this is a mastery. I have to be the master of Instagram and not let it because I have noticed like if I'm on the social media a little too much, it affects my mood. Yeah. So I need to be, a. I have mm-hmm. to create more than I consume. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think about just the place where I feel centered and aligned and joyful and happy is like, I'm just tending to the garden. And it's the soil. Sometimes you have to take a look at the soil. The soil, like, if the soil isn't healthy, then, like, you're not going to get the best harvest. So that's where you're tending to the soil and you're just plucking mm-hmm. weeds and and joyously tending to my garden. That's mm-hmm. That's when things flow and, you know, then the right person, like, oh, this is what I want. And then it just shows up. You know, because yeah. I think that life is supposed for me, because I have, um, I'm eliminating the word struggle from my daily vocabulary, from my story. It's just not a part of my story anymore, but mm. I, I, I've lived it and I lived it because I know I'm not supposed to live that way. Mm. And you hear about all these stories, like. I know I did what I mentioned letting go of stories about Hollywood and the industry so that I can have my yeah. own story. And yeah. one of the things that I love about Carmen and Lena is that when we before, you know, when I would come in and give ideas and help, but they wrote it, you know, I'm not claiming to write it and it's not my movie. It is a, it's a story that we're co-creating mm-hmm. together. But we made a commitment that this would be fun and easy, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. So, and it has been. It has been so far. Mm-hmm. Yes, awesome. so we're just like continuing to to prepave that path. 
to set the thermostat to like, we want everybody who is a part of this to experience joy Mm. and like the pure joy of creating. Mm. What a beautiful premise to start something on. Yeah. Yeah. For everybody who watches it, that's, that's what they're going to feel. When, when can we um, expect to see this, the, the creation of this, or is it just, we don't know yet? We don't know yet. We have okay. a timeline. So we have okay. a timeline and we'd love to be in post-production by July. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. We had a live reading in January just to put some, breathe some life into it and had an audience and fantastic actors. Thank, I mean, these actors are <laughs> I know I use the word tickled, but it just tickled me that they would agree (laughs) to lend their time and talents to Mm -hmm. breathe some life into it. And we'd love for all of them to be in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was just real fun. And I mean, you may know more than I do. So I'm just learning like (laughs) there's all these pieces and um, there's a couple big pieces that we'd like to have we see having in the next couple of weeks, like bringing mm-hmm. in the right producing partner and, and the right director. And um, I know funding is, is a thing. So we have a, an idea of, of what our budget is and we just, it's pretty reasonable. So we just see that all coming together. Yeah. I'm excited to experience that unfolding as well. Yeah. And we'll put the call out right here and right now. If anybody, any of our listeners would like to contribute their talents, their um, abundance, whatever they may have to contribute, we put that call out and you can um, connect with us and we'll connect you with um, Henrietta and Carmen. Yes, I do have a funny story. So, you know, I don't know how I was like, I don't know who I'd want to direct this movie. And then um, we got a download. The team got a download and we're like this person and their initials are it's and, and he is a man. His initials are TS. And so I went to, I had an extra t-shirt. I had these t-shirts made. It's a, oh a peace sign and handbills because <laughs> the handbills really are a symbol for world peace. And it's why the they started the International Handbell Symposium was started by a Japanese artist and an American artist uh, on the anniversary of Hiroshima to mm. come together and prevent something like that from ever happening again. Mm. Because when we come to play music, we put aside our, our cultural differences and we mm. just come together to create yep. something beautiful. So when yep. I say it's about music, but really it's about world peace, you know, it's people chuckle at it, but I do mean it, mm. you know? Yeah. Backstory. Yeah. So I I put together this gift and I dropped off a t-shirt and I just took it to, I I found there's this thing called IMDb where you can like look at movies (laughs) and y'all probably know this, but I just found like a name and his agent and I drove over to the agency and like dropped off this gift. And then within five days, I was talking to somebody, updating them on, you know what we had done. And they're like, I know that person. (laughs) <laughs> They're a friend of mine. So I don't think that's the 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 best ambassador for our for our story. Mm. Um, but it just reminds me of how 
you just, the more um, I'm just in a place of joy and open, that's when these magical <laughs> connections happen, yeah. you know, more mm-hmm. so than like going to a networking event. Cause I, I like <laughs> to do that too and, and meet people, but it's really in, in the appreciation for the small things. I think that's part of the, like the artistry of living, of being human, seeing the beauty in these tiny things has been such a, um, it's been a practice that just gives you the most juicy little gifts. It's like, you know, you know what I'm talking about? I'm having a hard time articulating in words what that experience is like but yes i think you're doing a great job articulating it because i can feel it yeah yeah i felt (laughs) it it's a frequency it's a frequency yeah it's everything yeah Mm. oh henrietta thank you so much for being with us today thank you for having me i'm just (laughs) (laughs) It's been so fun. Well, Clyde, we're almost done. Y'all, Clyde does not like to be. I have a partner named Clyde and he's so supportive. He's just cheering me on in the corner. But I I always like to give him a shout out with never. He does not want to be on camera and he doesn't want to be. Oh, come on, Clyde. (laughs) I I do not push. I just honor his boundaries. (laughs) You know. Boy. You want to share where people can find you? Yes. Yes. Your Instagram, is that where you're at? Where they can find your musings? Is there, yeah. Yes, you can um, find me on the gram. It's Henrietta Woodcock's Handbills. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that is the best place to connect with me. Send me a message. Um, If you want to email me, you can email fleshonesie at gmail.com. Flesh, got it. <laughs> at gmail.com. And um, I do have a link to the live reading. And if people are, um, Carmen and Lena are pretty open to people reading the script for anybody listening that might have, you know, some interest or know somebody that directed this documentary called I Am. So we'd mm-hmm. love to connect with this person that made this documentary called I Am. All right. Beautiful. Yeah. Film, yeah, awesome. I'd love to know what your favorite song is before we end. I've I've just talked so much about myself, but (laughs) I'd love to know if you have a favorite song. Oh, that's such a hard one, isn't it? Yeah, Liz, go ahead if you have a favorite song. I don't know if I have a favorite song, but I will. talk about a favorite artist recently i think that's valid right um so there's this man in england his name is ran r-e-n and i am just smitten with his music his artistry the ability that he has to play with words his um skill with a guitar and it's just amazing and he brings in a lot of his own experience with mental wellness and mental health so that's a lot of what he sings about and it's been 
very interesting to notice how someone else's art can impact your own healing, can be a healing tool for you. So mm. that's why I wanted to bring him up because here we are talking about artistry and mastery. Artists, and yeah, yeah. I'm very grateful that his art has touched me in such deep ways and it's mm. been a healing journey for me just to listen to him. So yeah, shout out to Rin. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I too will share an art, an artist or a group that is one of my longtime favorites and that's Muse. Mm. They have a lot of beautiful music that varies a lot over the years. Um, and one of my favorite songs from them is called Uprising and it always really gets me pumped up. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm like, you know, I want to be pumped up mood, then I just write to that song. It does the trick. Yeah. What is it? favorite song do you have a favorite song I don't have a favorite song but I recently um was introduced to a beautiful chorus oh I love them and I, I love them yeah. yes yes me too. it's so interesting to talk about music for me as a musician because like I immediately after I said it and Tara started to talk I'm like this is so unfair there's so many, there's, <laughs> I so, know, there's so many right so not to take away so I guess that's the message. It's like all of your talents are a healing tool for someone else too, not only yourself. And it's yeah. it's going to hit everyone differently at different times. And so do not shy away from birthing what you need to birth mm. in this room. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll I just love y'all. Thank you so much for inviting me to this too. space and Ooh. for creating this container maybe we'll do a watch party when the movie is out and ready to yes i would love, I would love that <laughs> i would love that yes we would love that henrietta maybe we'll have henrietta for a q a at the end i don't know Ooh, maybe yeah <laughs> yes i'm open i'm open and, and carmen and the other all the other yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, yeah whoever would be awesome whoever wants to come yeah whoever wants yeah. to come yes well keep us posted keep us posted here we'd love to have some updates and we will will. bye everyone